Thank you for joining us for another night of Dungeons & Dragons, the Coalition Campaign. I am, as always, your host and Dungeon Master, Kenny. I have the entirety of my party tonight, starting with our Cleric. Uh, hi guys, this is Scott playing Slight. Our Fighter. Hello everyone, it's Jeff playing Garen. Our Artificer. Hey all, it's Dylan playing Boomer. Our Warlock. Hey everybody, it's Jesse playing Valandis. And, uh, oh my gosh, what is that on the air that smells just like how Peluvial would smell? Is that a is that a crystalwick.com candle? My, it's fragrant. And our bard. Uh, it's me, Austin, playing L. I'm not a candle, though. No, 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 but I imagine that these candles smell as nice as Peluvial would keep himself. Because they're absolutely divine. Critical Wick candles. They're, they're soy-based, they got metal dice in the bottom of them, high-quality stuff. Buy the candles. They're good. Anyway. So when we last left off, our adventurers had just made it to the north side of the town they had been expected in by a what they knew was a dragon. Uh, yet what was brought to their attention right before we parted ways last week was, um, let's say, the, the scope of this dragon. For when they reached this small but uh, crossroad town, it was in fact a full adult, dare say maybe even an ancient red dragon that had seen them enter the town and grinned widely before we rolled credits for the night. So I believe you guys are still on that pathway towards the dragon, is that correct? I believe so. Any yeah, last... we, I, I think yeah. we just saw him. We yeah. started with you. Any, any last second preparations before I introduce you? We should put our costumes on. Yeah, we should put our costumes on. Alright, so do you want to try and be in costume before you even arrive? or? We well, we see him in the distance, right? Yes, and he sees you. Well, I oh. guess he sees whoever's driving, which I believe is Gaharan. Yeah. Well, I mean, we should probably just say hi and like let him know we've got a show for him. I mean, it would be I rude also, to just be like, yo, you're paying attention to us now. Since, uh, I think you should maybe do some of the talking since you're dragonborn. I've, I've been led to believe that I am beneath proper dragons. Oh, well, then my part in the play. Don't, don't talk at all, then. Also fine. <laughs> Alright, so you guys have entered the, the township proper. Um, seeing the full scale of this dragon, does anyone want to take any sort of skill checks to deduce maybe the age or size category of this dragon? What manner of skill check would that be? Um, nature, because that just <coughs> seems right to me. Sure. What about what about history? Maybe. Hey, that's good too. Hell yeah! I'll roll with history. I can do one of those things. Hmm. Okay. I got a 17 for history. I got a 3 for nature. Probably should have only told me the good one then. Uh, that, that'd be uh, 21 for history. Alright, I heard a 17 for history and a 21 for history. Do I get anything else for that? Uh, 15. Okay. Anyone else taking a crack at it? Nope, Karen don't know about no dragons. Cool. 
All right, so for everyone except for um, Boomer, well, I guess everyone including Boomer, gets this much. Um, judging by the size of its horns, its scales, some of its agedness by the look of it, we're looking at a proper adult red dragon here. It's it's huge in size category for you, for those of you keeping track at home. Um, you know that unlike, and this is something that I am going to get to like sort of world build for a second. Um, for those who might not be traditionally aware, it is common consideration that any of the dragons that are of the chromatic uh, scales, which are the you know non-metallic names, the, the sort of traditional colors, are sort of, at least in how D&D is regularly played, are guaranteed evil. Some of them might be lawful, some of them might be chaotic, but they're all evil dragons. Uh, this is... Um, a misconception in Yalzar, dragons are dragons, um, regardless of their color. Uh, some people, some scholars might have opinions that all dragons of a certain color are, you know, conduct themselves similarly, but really it's dragons of certain size categories tend to carry themselves in certain ways. Uh, with that knowledge in hand, you know that large dragons like the, like this, like proper adult dragons... They, uh, they've begun to develop a little bit of an airs to themselves. Their ego tends to get a little wider than their wingspan, if you get my meaning. They, uh, they've survived being smaller. They've survived being weaker. They are large. Very few things are a threat to them. And they're completely acquainted with it. Adult dragons are traditionally quite apt spellcasters in addition to their, you know, being a dragon. And so often... They are sought out by powerful or aspiring wizards to learn from them as they are genetic, not genetically, but just like traditionally quite apt at the arcane arts. In addition to that, Boomer, you'd be acquainted with, there are not many red dragons of this size category or larger. So you know that uh, Mul Doren, who is the, the dragon who set you upon this task... He's pulling some connections to get this dragon to be here. This dragon doesn't just chill in this town, probably. Uh, and if he does, he definitely doesn't do it in his regular dragon form. Otherwise, this town would be a lot larger. So, you know you're dealing with probably someone of, of notable clout. And if you mentioned whatever this dragon's name to other people, they if they're in the know, they know who you're talking about. So... Yeah. What was his name again? He, uh, I don't believe Sorry, it's been given to you yet. Oh, okay, cool. Um, but yeah, so so that's what your collective knowledge checks give you. That this, this you know, dragons are more characterized by their category of size rather than their color. Uh, and Boomer knows in particular that a, a red dragon of this size, he's probably a mover and or a shaker of some note. I will relay that to the party. Uh, hey guys, you know, there aren't too many of these red dragons of this size around, so this guy's probably super important. Like, super important. So, you know, we should be super cautious. As if him being able to tear us apart wasn't enough of a reason to be cautious. Uh, well, he probably knows a lot of magic, too, which I might ask him about, maybe. All right. Worst comes to worst, I got a joke for him. 
also fine. Um, so, you are all in uh, talking distance of this dragon at this point. You can see that uh, as you enter the town proper, many of the people are going about their daily business. Uh, borderline not... Like, as if there is not a gigantic dragon sitting in the middle of their township. Yet, there it is. And as you sort of approach the town square where this dragon has been lounging seemingly for who knows how long, waiting for your... Uh, arrival, you see that he's laying upon a thick and wide bed of um, grain and thatch to, I assume, be some sort of a makeshift bed. Uh, And Hmm. the occasional glittering coin of some kind seems to fall from the wove, uh, the weave of this uh, pseudo mattress. Hmm. As you all, again, get a little closer, the dragon leans down with its with its head and shoulders and not really changing its posture of its sort of relaxed lay goes, I believe it is I that is expecting you all. Yes. Uh, yes, my Lord. Oh, please. You not know my name, much less my lineage. How dare you presume my quality of character, although I thank you for your kindness, indeed. My mistake. Please, forgive me. No need. Humbleness suits you all in your proper statures. Again, I am expecting you, so... Well, you are unmistakably the one that we seek as well. Uh, I believe that we were to greet you properly. Well, as well, you have already attempted. But before you go with any song and dance you may have prepared or anything more literal to that terminology, allow me to first, and he sort of raises his large arm up and goes, introduce myself. And he sort of seems to, maybe mockingly, but, but definitely dedicatedly bows his head as he presses his open... Uh, palm to his chest uh, and he introduces himself he goes you may have the distinct discretion of knowing me by my proper name as I was told by that old white scale to do so you may know me as Gret Tulosha you can say it as fast as you please but I have slowed it down for your benefit it is an honor to be a service to the coalition and its vast, vast coffers. Hmm. Uh, Jerkon, how do you spell Gret Tulasha? G R E T. I'll mm-hmm. spell it out by uh, syllable. Mm-hmm. Or, I guess, phonetically. G R E T T U L O. S H A. Nailed it. Sweet. Okay. Um, yeah, L gives his deepest, deepest bow and uh, vehemently expresses uh, it is an honor to meet you, sir. And. Uh, then claps his hands and looks around at the party and says, Shall we begin with the greeting? 
Slate's going to nod. Uh, as well. Losha sort of, yep. again, relaxes his elbows down. Uh, and you see him all, like visibly sniff the air, almost as if something is a foul. And then he looks with piercing eyes. Everyone make a charisma check. Uh, a, a charisma saving throw. Oh. It's a solid five for Garen. Uh, it's a wisdom save, my bad. Oh. Oh. Okay, we're still all right. Glad That's that I... Ni- oh. 19 for Valen. Okay. It's a solid four for Garen, then. Okay. Uh, that's a a three for Boomer. Okay. Oh, guys. Uh, 21 for L. Sure. That's better. Slate. Slate. (laughs) 18. Yeah. All right. Um, everyone but L... Uh, has that sort of deer in the headlights moment where you're the deer in the headlights and it's not just like a four-door hatchback. It's like a like a Tonka truck that you'd play as a kid except it's full size. And you're not like a deer, you're like an armadillo. But you're on like a box. So you're definitely going to get hit right in the smack middle of its grate. It's like that. You're absolutely terrified. You feel, oh gods. Any second, this thing is going to blast a gout of flame and not only erase me, but all of my friends and everything I've ever owned that's in this carriage. Oh my god, my spiders are going to die. Shit. And you're all absolutely paralyzed, except for L, paralyzed with fear. Uh, can I vomit, though? Uh, you can um, feel it build up in your throat, but even your muscles are so tense with fear that you can't... Uh, pulsate the vomit up your mouth even basically even your vomit is terrified oh god that's pretty spooky but uh the that moment passes uh with almost a a snap of time as the dragon then kirk sort of tilts his head to the side and sniffs widely again and then leans his long neck and head down to your cart and goes There is something foreign to what I was believed to be provided. Something new. Something that I'm interested in within your carriage. Produce it. Um. Oh no, it's a unicorn. It's a unicorn. Uh, oh no. <laughs> L, um, looks really worried, but he gestures to uh, Slate and Geheran to go in and, and try and rouse the unicorn and bring All her right. outside. Before either of you can take any amount of action, I need another wisdom save. From all of us? No, just from the people who would follow up on L's actions. Uh-huh. Uh, that's going to be a solid two for Garen. And Slate, you said five? Twenty-five. All right, Slate, you're able to sort of shake that sundering fear that sort of gripped your core, uh, and you can act if you want. Uh, I'm going to go to check on the unicorn in the cart. Uh, so you open the, ca- the 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 door to the caravan, and you see the unicorn is 
sitting and she sort of seems to be very gently humming to herself, completely oblivious to what's going on outside. And she turns to you and goes, Is that you, Sir Slate? Uh, yes, it is, ma'am. Uh, if you wouldn't mind, uh, there's someone outside who'd like to meet you, a red dragon named, uh, I forget his name, I'm still a little uh, overcome with fear. Oh, uh, sh- all right. You can sort of hear the hitch in her tone. Um, and she sort of reaches her hand out to be escorted, because again, she's blind. Right, uh, Slate's going to gently take her hand and uh, escort her to the door or to pass the threshold of the carriage. All right. The moment that she leaves the carriage, um, anyone who has their eyes on the dragon sees his head like, uh, snap back almost like a serpent. Uh, but not with aggression, but with surprise. And as you can visibly see him lay his eyes upon the unicorn, uh, in maiden form, he, almost seems like a dragon that would be blushing if such a thing was possible. Uh, And then a large bellow of black, like, smoke, almost like the kind of smoke you would see from a, like, tar or a rubber fire. Like, very thick. Uh, Exudes around his being and then sort of gets carried away on a harsh wind to the sky. And in the wake of what was until that moment a huge-sized red dragon that shook you to your core with fear is now a dapper and well-dressed half-elf in appearance who visibly shares similar appearance traits that the dragon had. For example, some of you may have noticed he had a scar along the left side of his jaw. That is present within this individual. Uh, He has slicked back hair that is freshly kept. He is dressed very snappily in a tight-fitting suit with a red inside and underside of the mantle that he wears, but outside is almost like waxed leather black. He steps forward, uh, and in the same sort of powerful tone that the dragon that just stood before you had, this man says, uh, st- very quickly walking up to the unicorn and giving a snap look to Slate to ex- to step away. He goes, My lady, I have traveled nearly every reach of Yal, and I have been shocked, surprised, to meet such a fair maid in this part of the world. What is your name? May I know it? I would tell you mine if it would secure the exchange of information. This goes on for a moment, uh, and you realize that this dragon has been completely smitten by the visage of this unicorn. Nice. Slate's gonna grumble. Uh, Down boy. So, what comes off as very sort of, I mean, I'm sure L would almost feel the need to roll his eyes at the very, like, basic charm that this dragon is attempting with this unicorn hmm. uh be like whatever i no that is not how you woo a lady like you know that sort of thing <laughs> um but he seems to like take his arm into hers and they're speaking in sylvan with one another if anyone can you guys speak sylvan is that just elven no sylvan is the language of the fae 
Oh no. Um, uh, Dracana, she did she look uncomfortable? Not at all. Okay, Slate doesn't do anything. Uh, so he seems to turn his back on you all and escort her back to where he was recently laying as a dragon. Uh, and you all kind of feel ignored for a moment. <laughs> well, her rump. Uh, this is fine. Under his breath. Goodbye, my fair princess. <laughs> Are we no longer under like the the fear hold oh, thing? Yeah, sorry. The moment he transformed into a human, none of you were stricken with fear based paralysis. Oh, okay. Then just as soon as that happens, I I vomit. It's sure. Just, just straight all over everywhere. <laughs> Does anyone have a tally of how many times Boomer has dedicatedly vomited in this campaign? Because I think that's like seven. Hey, fear <laughs> vomit. When Boomer's afraid, he vomits. Fear vomit is a thing. Oh, I it know happens, it is. It happens to me personally. Fear vomit is a thing. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not trying to discredit or belittle. I just it's 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 good attention to detail and it's good attention to character. It's just funny to me. Your Karen would uh, give him a pat on the back and say, there you go, buddy. Just let it out. I was so scared. He was going to kill my spiders. I was more worried he was going to kill me, but I get where you're coming from. But I worked so hard on him. It's my spiders, Mike. Well, it's good to know that he had your senses tingling about your spiders. It means you care about them. They're like my kids, maybe, but, you know, they don't talk or bother me or anything. Well, that sounds perfect. I wonder what that's like. Womp, womp. Quick question. Dragonborn, do they do they have... Are there eggs? You know, I've really tried like to... regular dragon? I've really tried to dodge thinking about how Dragonborn reproduce. Um... Then we don't have to talk about it. I never asked that question. Edit it out. Nah, we'll leave it in, but we will also leave in the fact that we're not going to address it. I'm down with that. <laughs> lots of lots of screaming. Well, that's childbirth, isn't it? Anyway. Uh, okay, so you guys have been obviously quite ignored by the dragon who is now in a, a human humanoid form. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you all interact with this whatsoever? Uh, wouldn't want to seem impetuous or rushing him in any way. So, um... Slate just looks melancholy. Well, Bell's content to let him do his thing. So, if he felt important before, imagine when he's got to try and impress my lady. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh... Is uh, how is the um, unicorn responding to his advances? Is she? Would you like me to give a a charisma check of some caliber to pick up on that? Sure, I'll do a charisma check. Or is that perception? Uh, let's go with that. Oh really? Um, actually, no. Maybe? Yeah, yeah. Um, I would actually argue insight. Yeah, insight because that's what you usually fight. Deception with so insight seems quite okay. Appropriate. Insight, insight. Uh, my insight is a seventeen. All right, uh, you can tell that she seems a little bombarded with whatever yeah. they're talking about, but she doesn't seem 
un at ease. Okay, if, if, that's if fair. You kind of pick up on that sort of moment where, like, you're talking to someone in your native tongue and you just haven't done that in a long time, and, like, you're picking up on that kind of vibe. Gotcha. Cool. Cool. Um... Yeah, I don't think Ellis or or any of us are stupid enough to really interfere with what this guy's doing unless things seem untoward. So uh, I guess just allow him to come to a stopping point and then be like, should we do the dance? Right. Uh, So that sort of presents itself uh, as the dragon excuses himself from the maiden that he has sat on like the small corner of the gigantic sized bed that he was recently laying on. Uh, And he sort of briskly walks over to you all and goes, right. So I believe you all were supposed to do some sort of stupid tongue in cheek dance or whatnot. Uh, Fully earnest. I assure you, Uh, please allow us to apply our craft. Uh, not at all. I wouldn't dream of it uh, for any moment longer than I'm already taking from, well, I suppose the non-existent gaze. But to have her without my eyes upon her is a dreadful concept. You you all must instead uh, allow me to... Uh, sorry. I am forward. That is my way. I have offered a wardship to the fine lady, and she is accepted. She has nowhere to go. She has told me her story of quite notable sorrow and mild heroism up and at, at recent, and I have chosen that no song and dance, no appeasement is appropriate. Uh, you all have brought quite the, the moonbeam of purity into my life at the time, and since she has agreed to, after I assist you as I have planned and been paid to do so, I will be escorting her back to where I dwell, and she and I will live our lives together after a spell. So, on that mark, you have done me a great service regardless of your intent or awareness, and as such, I would not uh, mandate that you debase yourself in public. Too generous of you. That is wonderful. On that note, I would request that you give me till tomorrow sunrise before I am to follow through on what was promised to you, which is an expedient travel eastbound, correct? Uh, if such was the, was the arrangement? Yeah, yeah. Indeed. To Detroit. Indeed. That is our destination. Very well. Again, give me till the morning sun to settle these recent affairs, and you will find yourself most expediently upon large and beaten wing quickly to Detroit. Hooray! And side quest. Huzzah! Uh, a quick thing. Uh, Boomer's gonna, like, kind of bow, like, down on one knee real quick. Mm-hmm. He's gonna be like, uh, excuse me, great dragon, uh, oh, God, uh, Gret Tulosha, uh, I have just, uh, started on my path as a wizard. And I know you are of great uh, magics yourself, and any help along this path would be uh, amazing. And I, I, I come begging for your uh, for your guidance. He nods. He nods. What um, what spells do you know as a first level wizard already? Uh, let me get him. Um, do you want my cantrips or first level? Just 
I mean, the list isn't probably very long, right? So give me all of it. Um, cantrips is mending, firebolt, light, uh, shock and grasp, alarm. Uh, first is alarm, jump, long strider, cure wound, burning hands, and find familiar. Just a moment. Um, he goes, he sort of takes a moment after sort of digesting what you've had to say. He seems distracted. Um, and as he turns his gaze back from the maiden in the distance back to you, and goes, oh, yes, uh, oh, sorry. Um, do you have your spell book? Yes, of course. And I'll bring my spell book out. Um, with his finger, he etches into, he sort of flips through your pages till he finds a blank spot. And then inscribes very quickly uh, the chromatic orb spell into your spell book. (laughs) Yo, that's so dope. I will bow and I'll be like, "Uh, thank you, uh, great dragon. I I appreciate this so much. And I'll like keep my head down. I'll I'll, I'll let you get back to your, your wardship. And with my head down, I'll I'll kind of back away without turning my back. You sort of like, whisks you away, sort of like, yes, 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 of course, it was quite a pleasure, blah, blah, blah. And, <laughs> and he goes, right then, same here, tomorrow morning, with the sun, yes? Yes. Very Got good. It. He immediately turns and walks away. Uh, as soon as he turns away, Slate drops to his knees, and he just has the face of extreme internal screaming. That's his back this time, and says, there you go, buddy, it'll be okay. Much as he just did the boomer, because right. everyone's having a problem. Slate looks up at uh, Geharan with tears in his eyes, and he says, Want me, Geharan? Want me? Uh, I, I'm not qualified to answer that question. <laughs> Why did the gods give me a taste of love and take it away? Tell me, Geharan, tell me! And he gets up and he grabs Geharan by the armor and shakes him. Because you're skilling women, dwarfs. You're I don't know. <laughs> there's, there's a pun there. I don't I don't have it right now. That thing was huge. It was gonna eat us. Now's no time. Jokes, Aaron. I'm the joke guy in this group. This is certainly called you a joke, joke before. Slate slapped Scaharen across the face. Uh, Garen's not okay with that, and. He immediately shifts from a joke to kind of just staring at him like, really? Slate can't hold it back anymore. He starts, like, weeping in Geheron's chest and apologizes for slapping him. Mm. Uh, um. Just wanted to know what love was like, Geheron. I'm sorry I let it get the better of me. It's, it's all right. Um, Garen is clearly uncomfortable. Um, he's more of the, the brooding sadness. Slate but, uh, sees this and pulls himself together and like wipes the tears off and just, you know, he's chill now. Hey, man, that's cool. Hey, I... did someone just notice that um, the warlock's eyes just misted over in black smoke? 
Oh, my oh, God. Oh, shit. Again? <laughs> oh, my did, God. Did any of us? I don't know, because that's what happened. So, <clears throat> uh, that's gonna, it's about to get interesting. <laughs> yeah. Valandes, your consciousness gets grabbed by the scruff and yep. pulled into the ground. Uh, the hand feels familiar, almost as if it's been there before. And then the next thing yep. you know, your consciousness has been thrown down into a comfy chair in the same parlor that you saw uh, Mezzel Tot before, who is no longer sipping nice tea and looking at a book when you arrive, but is instead his his hand still on the scruff of your of your shirt and just looking at you as only ang- as angry as a devil dad could and just yells at you, what were you fucking thinking? What do you mean, what the fuck was I thinking? You move distances faster than you're allowed twice in a minute. He lets go of you. Yeah, yes, 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 I did. Yes, I did. I did that. And you know what? It killed the fucking witch. So, yeah, yeah, I might have lost an arm, but it's fine. He, He sort of, you know, is, you know pinching the bridge between his no- of his nose and just like looks back at you and goes look and he like points at a small stack of actual paperwork and he goes that's what you've done for me when you mortals think that you can just jump planes of existence whenever the fuck you think that shit happens for me and people like me keep it to a minimum oh, right Oh, okay. All right. I, I didn't know. Well, where's the rule book on this? It's been hidden and locked away because you mortals don't know what the fuck you're doing. But it's it oh. is written somewhere. But I'm not going to tell you. That's not the part of our deal. But hey, I'm working on getting your hand back. Okay, so just be patient. Well, I, I I I appreciate that. I very much do. And you know, we're still on the same team here. But you gave me the juice to do this stuff. So I know. I know. I, but you never All said, right. hey, I'm thinking about this. Let me know. Just, just you know what? Just think it real loud next time you think you're going to do it. Give me a heads up. Because I've got people breathing down both of my necks. All right. That's fair. I feel bad that I brought my demonic overlord paperwork. But I, I am truly sorry. Honestly. It's, it's, it's fine. Again, it's fine. Just... I tell, try to help you by telling you about stuff that hasn't happened yet. You do me a favor and at least tell me what you're thinking about doing next time. And with that, he sort of like grabs you by the scruff and throws you through the ceiling. Your consciousness flies back up through the ground into your body. Uh, uh, God, I hate, at least I didn't fall this time. Does, I, he look, does he look visibly shaken? Uh, I mean, I imagine... <laughs> Karen's going to pat him on the back and say, there you go. There we go. <laughs> Why? Why? Why are you like this? <laughs> Karen well, doesn't have an answer for him. Oh, well, thanks. It's, uh, okay. We're good. Everything's good. Hmm. Wonderful. Valen goes to sit down with a sour look on his face and is just being dragged into hell and then thrown back out of it that quickly is not exactly fun. Right. That was probably only a couple of seconds to everybody else. Mm. 
Well, we're all giving him very strange looks. What? You know who I work for. I do we? I mean, as much as anybody can know who I work for. For now, and he'll give uh, Boomer will give him a wink and some thing, uh, finger guns. Uh, Val and a half-hearted one finger gun back. It's like, yeah, we'll see how that works out. <laughs> um, Garen uh, suddenly like pops up and just goes, "Hey, so how about the fact that none of us had to dress up like food or tell someone that our entire race is scum? That's pretty neat, right?" Yeah, it's pretty good. That's something neat that happened today. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I mean, going to kill the witch and losing my arm paid off, I suppose. Yeah, remember when we saw that giant worm thing that had 100 human feet? That was pretty fucked up, right? Yeah, apparently that caused some waves. Wait, what? Explain this thing to me. Oh, yeah. I didn't tell you guys about that one. So... When we blinked out of existence and then popped back up, there was some time in between there uh, that some stuff happened, like the arm thing and the witch. So, big worm, lots of teeth, you know, eldritch horror type. Garen nods at his words and says, I'm going to see it forever. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so... Apparently, that's what happens when you play around with planar travel. Uh, so, I'll be using that sparingly. Yeah, that, that'd be a good idea there, bud. Uh, giant worms with gnashing teeth never sound too good. But hey, you know, you might not have your hand, but you got that cool cone thing that I made for you. Uh, yes, and I appreciate it very much. And he kind of, like, nubby waves it. Great, great. Uh, I might make like a little claw so you can hold a beer in it or something. I <laughs> would appreciate that. So, you know, maybe you can like put a claw in there, maybe a back scratcher, you know, different thing. I think we should make a little flag for our unit and have him put a little flag on it. <laughs> a little stand bear. I don't know how to, so... Blessings come in many forms, I suppose. Anyway. But hey, we're so, in a town. I'm sure we could find someone to sew it up for us real quick. Oh, I am so finding I, a seamstress. I guess we're off scot-free with the dragon, which is kind of nice. Unfortunately, I think we're all going to end up flying in the cart on another dragon's back, which means we're all going to vomit tomorrow morning. But that's all right. I think we should get some rest and drinks, perhaps. Yeah, y'all do that. I'm going to go do something else. Like what? Uh, well, uh, I don't like dying, and I'm gonna try not to die. Uh, so maybe I'm gonna go make myself something else or buy myself a different type of armor so I don't die. That's fair. That works. All right. Um, so Found's gonna go off hunting for the nearest uh, tavern. Maybe, Maybe we should all go to the tavern slash inn first. Together, so we all know where to meet up. Not the worst idea. Like cool. Everyone in the cart. <laughs> all right, so you guys are heading to the tavern together first? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Sure. So, th- so you can see from the town square itself, actually, now that there's not a giant dragon in it, that there's actually two taverns that touch the, the town center. Uh, one is sort of got this cute uh, 
big old like wide, almost like a mailbox sized sign that is a. Uh, it's like it looks like a dog, but where its butt should be is like a brass human face that's like dripping water, and it's called. That one. <laughs> All right, uh, so so you make your way over to the wild bottom. All right. I guess you guys go inside the wild bottom then. No, no. What was the other one? I just <laughs> think that one's great. <laughs> what was the other one? Uh, the other one's a bit more standard fare, although it is very much uh, sort of leaf themed. A lot of the the embroidery and, and etching into the wood is very leaf themed, and it is the silver edge. Oh, sounds nice too. Wild bottom, silver edge. Wild bottom, silver edge. I think Slate wild. needs some wild bottom. Why don't we go there? Ah! Oh, oh. be alone. And then Garen dabs, but it's a medieval dab. <laughs> no, no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hey man, that looks pretty cool. We should all do that. <laughs> no, we shouldn't. He finger guns while dabbing. Okay, <laughs> hold on a second. L throws up. L throws up. No, we ain't dabbing nothing. <laughs> oh man, uh, we should go to the dead. wild bottom. Yeah. That one just looks cool. <laughs> It's got a dog with a butt on its face. I mean, face on its butt. I know. There's no way we can't get into fun there. Wild bottom it is. I'm driving. Everybody in. Yay! <laughs> so Slate is going to say, I'll meet you guys at the wild bottom in the morning. And he's going to just walk off morosely from the uh, the tavern. We're hoping to find you one there, buddy. I, uh, all right. Don't do anything stupid. Here, Take some of this alcohol with you. That's so the alcohol. Not. Uh, good night. Bye. Cool. We all go into the wild bottom. All right. So you guys walk into the wild bottom. You can hear it's quite the party in there. Uh, it uh, there seems to be some sort of celebration going on inside. My kind of party. I knew you'd like the wild bottom. I, I just, I just knew it. I always do. That's that's the wink. That's right. the sound of his wink. <laughs> Just I like pictured a... him more as being the wild bottom, but blam, let's do this. Anyway, so you guys walk inside to the wild bottom, and it's a relatively traditional fare of a of a public house of some sort. Uh, there seems to be raucous laughter, someone telling stories. There's a active bar top with a. a uh, a, a barkeep that looks almost like the guy from Cheers. Um, All right. It just struck me. Um, shout outs to Cheers, I guess. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what a shout out to to Fraser as well. You know, yeah, a little mm-hmm. bit of a spin off there. Yeah. What up? Uh, Everybody knows your name. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So, you are immediately noticed by one of the servers, this uh, strapping younger uh, human tiefling, or human tiefling, male tiefling, and he sort of gives you a nod and like gives you like a, I'll be with you in a minute gesture, and uh, as he sort of goes to serve like a wide plate filled with like, you know, half a cask of ale in mugs, Ooh. and uh, you can see it's quite the diverse crowd. Um, and, but there seems to be one large group, uh, that seems to be dominating like a third of the present space. Uh, they're, they're at the back corner 
of the the general area is a sort of opulent uh, man with a woman on each side that seem professionally happy to be there. Uh, and it seems to probably be this person's birthday or something. They all seem to be cheering his name, which is like Mentu, Mentu, yeah, something like that. Doesn't really, yeah, you don't really care, but it's of interest. Oh no, I care. Oh yeah, I mean, I'm happy. It's his birthday. Yeah, because because Mentos, I'm gonna roll up to Mentu, and he he's getting some of that gear crank for okay. his birthday. So you sort of sly up towards the party, and you're stopped by a sober body bodyguard of some type. Kind of gives you a look. Goes, who are you? Oh, hey, man. Uh, my name is Boomer Bride Jam. These are my friends here. We just traveled into town because we were talking to the big dragon outside. Anyway, here's this boy's birthday. And I am, uh, I make a liquor of sorts, uh, you know, other, you know, alcoholic beverages. And I have Gear Crank with me, which is like the best you can get. Uh, and I wanted to offer some for him for his birthday. You know, happy birthday. Like the bodyguard who kind of stopped you sort of like goes from being like a stone wall face to pretty amicable over the course of what you just said. Uh, and sort of gives you a look, looks over at the, at the birthday boy, gives you a little like wicked smile, goes, leans down to you a little bit and he goes, will it knock him on his ass? Uh, it might. Yeah. It'll knock him on his ass. See that guy over there. That's really flamboyant with the, with the cloak, with all the eyes on it. This is incredibly rude. What have I ever done? <laughs> he hasn't been able to take a drink of it and not pass out. So the guy, you know. the guy laughs a little. Uh, it's an honest laugh too. You can tell he gets a hoot out of it. And he goes, "Yeah, um, let me bring it up to him if that's all right with you." Yeah, don't just don't give him a whole bunch. He nods and sort of puts his hand across the the back between your shoulder blades and like pulls you along with him. Uh, all right, cool. Let's go. And he sort of introduces you. Mento, Mento, we got a not local brewer. Saw you having a good time. Figured he'd bring his craft to your lips. And he sort of like whatever container you handed him uh, puts it up to the birthday boy who like after a big gulp of wine like sets the chalice down and like already quite drunkenly leans over and grabs the gear crank uh, and takes what you could arguably say is too big of a swig. Oh, God, no. <laughs> Karen uh -oh. whispers, don't. <laughs> if he dies, we need to leave. <laughs> I uh, told him not to take that big of a swig. He, oh, my God. He hands it back to the bodyguard, who in turn hands it back to you, but doesn't look to you to do so. Like, he's too busy watching this guy make probably one of the biggest mistakes of his life. Uh, yeah. And the sort of traditional thing that gear crank causes happens, where he sort of... <clears throat> Swallows it very loudly and then belches a column of flame out of his mouth to which the, the end erupts in cheers and laughter. Uh, and, uh, but he's sort of like, that's pretty good. And just like poof, face plants into the table. <laughs> oh God. You might want to check his pulse. That, that was a big yeah. swig. The bodyguard smiles and goes, it's fine. It's fine. You're okay, man. You're okay. Uh, and he sort of points to the tiefling who was coming around to serve you guys at some point. He goes, hey, first round on these guys is on is on the birthday boy. And he sort of yeah. gives you that. <laughs> Huzzahs. He gives you a nod thank, and a thumbs you. up. I appreciate it, but seriously, someone should sit with him. 
Yeah, someone should make sure he doesn't choke on his own vomit. Anyways, finger guns, and then uh, he'll be like, hey guys, see that? We get free booze. <laughs> that's that's good. Thank you, Boomer. Hey man, you know, you're welcome. You don't have to sound so sad about it. I mean, you did lose your hand, so I guess you can sound kind of sad. I'm it's sorry. really more just astonishment that that man's not dead. Oh yeah, to to oh yeah. I thought that 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 guy was gonna die. I'm gonna be honest with yep. you. I didn't want to say anything. He asked me if it might knock him out, and I was like, it might kill him. Uh, I said yeah, but I didn't tell him it might kill him. So there's that, which was it cool. Seems like they're having fun, so that's good. Anyway, I appreciate it. Hey man, no problem, no problem. <laughs> anyway, finger guns. You guys enjoy your. Uh, your liquor and whatnot, and I'll be back whenever I can. It's at this point that the tiefling man walks up to the remaining party members and goes, so I understand you all have a round for free, yes? I'll offer you a table, maybe a room for the night? Yes. To both. Excellent. Would Would you take your alcohol in the room now, or would you like a table first? I say let's take a table, get ourselves acquainted with the locals. Uh, he nods and goes, take anywhere you like. There's only a few tables left. And then once I see you sat, I'll make sure that you're not too long without a drink. And he sort of gives you a, a wink and scuttles off. I like this place. All right, well, <laughs> let's find a table. So you three, you know, go to be served and drank and have quite the merry moment. Uh, let's go to our solos, shall we? Uh, first, we will go to Slate. Uh, Slate's just going to like aimlessly wander the town taking sips of the alcohol. Okay. Uh, it's not too long before you're stopped by one of the town guards who kind of like looks you over and goes, Holy man, drunk in public, not my first time. You all right? Matters of the heart. But yeah, I'll be all right. He nods. You from around here? No, far off. From the desert. Doesn't look like you were. You got somewhere to stay? Yeah, I'm staying at the Silverleaf. He nods. Good place. Good quality mead. Very well. Be safe. And if uh, me and my boys have to rake you up off the street, we won't be gentle. Just giving you a heads up. And he sort of walks away from you. Slate nods. Walk, continues walking. Morosely. <laughs> Alright, so you're just kind of aimless. Uh, for the first bit, uh, is there are there any like hills outside of town, or what, what's the scenery around town look like? Um, you're in a mildly arid grassland, so probably going to be hard to find anything more than a light mound. Well, are there walls around the town? Uh, yeah, stone. Uh, is there a way to? Or I I approach the wall and look for the nearest way to climb up it safely. Uh, you see uh, just a, a ladder leading on the side of a workshop. Uh, is there not like a guard tower or something or anything like that? No. Outside of the gates, no. Cool. I take uh, I take the ladder and try and place it on the uh, wall. All right. Uh, you, you do that. You, you feel like you could probably get to the top of the wall if after climbing the ladder. Oh, we're going for it. All right, you're halfway up the ladder when you hear, Hey, what are you doing with my ladder? 
Slate turns around and apologizes and explains he just wanted to get, excuse me, sir, I just wanted to get to the top of the wall for the view. And you see the guy standing there with like a leather apron on. He's some sort of artisan. and gives you a kind of a weird look like fucking all kinds of people in this town, I swear. <laughs> Whatever, just if you break it, you've got to buy me a no one, all right? Will do, sir. He sort of just walks off confused a little bit. Fair enough. Do I make it to the top of the wall? Yeah, you're fine. All right, so as soon as I get to the top of the wall, I just take a bunch of deep breaths and kind of stare at the scenery and uh, internally reflect on my life choices about only falling in love with elven women. It's kind of satisfying to do, you know, because you look out, though it's midday at this point, but the winds are picking up. You can feel them quite nicely from the top of the wall. It's golden out here. Maybe it's the tall grass, maybe it's the wheat fields in the distance, but you've never been to a place quite like this, but it's it's got its charm, and you're raptured up in it for just a moment. And I feel better. And uh, with that, I'll return the ladder, and uh, did I see where the artisan went? Uh, yeah, he just went back inside of his workshop. Uh, I'm going to go into the workshop. All right. Oh, did you put the ladder back where you found it? Uh, yes, I did, sir, and I really appreciate you letting me borrow it. And then uh, I'm just going to put a... Uh, uh, what's the price of a ladder? Ten copper? Uh, yeah, probably. I'm going to put the price of a full ladder there and say, next ladder's on me. The one outside's just fine, but for next time. He nods, a little bit of a smile cracks, and he goes, I appreciate your kindness, stranger. Don't you worry now. You, you looked uh, a little, little tough. I didn't want to get into a fight per se, but... I got my standards, and just wanted to make sure you understand the quality and of a thank you. <laughs> Slate nods, and then uh, he'll head uh, back to the... He's going to head to the Silver League. Okay. Uh, all right, so we'll catch you up with you later. Um, Boomer. Yeah, I just wanted to find, like, a blacksmith. Or something just to buy armor or see if I can make it. Uh, you actually find a legit armorer off the town square. Oh, nice. I'll little... walk up. What uh, what race is he or she? Uh, it's a female gnome. And she is <laughs> pounding at that ha- uh, anvil as you arrive. <laughs> 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 All right, um, he'll walk up and be like, excuse me, miss. Uh, my name is Boomer, and I'm here to, uh, to uh, uh, buy some stuff. She, uh, looks up, and she's recently rounding out a skull cap by the look of it. Goes, you look like you're from the mountains. You're a long way from home. Uh, yeah, I am a good bit away from home. I am from the mountains. And do I detect the same the same accent? Are you also from the mountains? Nah, sugar. I've been down in the flats for quite a time. Oh, well, what, what a shame. What a shame. Uh, my name's Boomer Bright, Jim. I, I, didn't, I didn't get your name. Well, I didn't give it, sugar, but you could know me quite simple as Belle. It is a pleasure to meet you, madam. Uh, I am looking for uh, 
half plate. Uh, I don't like getting killed. Uh, death is not something I am looking forward to. Uh, and I was wondering if I could purchase it for me. And I would love to have it done by your your very uh, talented gnomish hands, being a gnomish man myself. She kind of gives you a smile to the compliment and goes, uh, you might as well save your sugar as far as you can, but, yep, I can make that for you. We have it already, I suppose. One moment, come on in. And she sort of opens the door to inside the the shop itself. Well, of course, I will, I will work my way in. You can see it's quite the nice armorer of a uh, uh, store. She seems to specialize in plate of, of some caliber or another. Very little chain amongst the armor on the walls and racks. But she finds uh, amongst the shorter ma- uh, armor rack mannequins uh, a suit of half plate that looks pretty perfect to you. Shorty oh, gives it a slap with the back of her hand and goes, Well, what do you think? Uh, that's fantastic. It looks like it'll fit like a glove. She kind of raises her brow and goes, that's exactly how I like to fit. <coughs> of course. Um, uh, is there any way we could, uh, customize it? Maybe put, change the color a little bit of it? I don't know. What do you mean to burnish with, like, make it blue or what, what do you, what do you mean? A nice bronze would would be great, you know. Well, I can't change like, what metal it's made out of, sugar. Well, I don't mean to make it a different metal. I mean to make it look like a different metal. Ugh. It would take a little bit of time, but I suppose I could. How long are you in town? Until uh, tomorrow morning. She shakes but, her. Good. But maybe I could go ahead and help you with such a thing. I, I, I don't know if you've noticed, but I'm also a... Uh, a tinker and a worker of the metals myself. She nods. I've seen the calluses on your palms. I know you're not, you know, scared, but she points uh, with one of her hand uh, gloved fingers to above the threshold of the door from the inside. And you can see it's, it's etched into like the framework of the building. Everything within these walls was made by one pair of hands, mine. And then you can see her name is bell, you know, sort of signed into the wood. All right, then. Well, that's fine. Uh, I'll just take it as it is, then. She nods. Very good, very good. And she sort of tells you the price. Just go to the player's handbook. It's 90% of what it's listed. 750 is on there. Then 90% of that. Cool. So, six, I don't... 675. Cool. I got that. No, so that'd one. be six. Yeah, 675. All right, I will hand her the six seventy five. Her eyes go wide, not expecting you to have it just on you. She goes, "Well, that'll do quite finely, stranger." Uh, yeah. Uh, thank you so much. By the way, oh, what are you doing later tonight? She uh kind of smirks a little coyly and goes, "Well, I'm sorry, sugar, but you're aiming at the wrong target. My husband and I are due elsewhere." What are you and your husband doing later tonight? (laughs) 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 Uh, (laughs) Just slate in the fucking background. Killed it. (laughs) 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 Uh, (laughs) Uh, That's good. Sorry. (laughs) You're fine. Uh, she, She, again, sort of 
backs away from your offer and, and you know mentions without saying it directly that she's going to be a little busy with her husband. Oh, all right then. Well, that's fine. Uh, hey, uh, here, and I'll I'll grab my last hip flask of moonshine and I'll hand it to her, and I'll be like, hey, it, just something for you and your husband, something from the mountain, uh, from a little bit of the old gnomish culture. You guys enjoy yourself tonight. She nods. We'll do so, certainly. Now, take care, Shug. The path is long and long, for, especially for yeah. short legs. Uh, of course it is. Hey, by the way, you wouldn't want to see my cool inventions, would you? She smiles and just sort of nods her head towards the door. All right, all right. All right that's fine. Okay. Uh, I'll see you later. Have a good one. Bye. She smiles and turns to walk away, counting the coinage. Uh, I'll put on. I guess I I'll put on my half plate before I leave. Yep. And then, cool. What am I gonna do with this scale mail now? <sighs> I'll use it for something else. That's fine. Or I mean, you probably could have sold it at that armorer you were at. No, I get that. Or I could keep it and like use it to build stuff later. You're right. You're right. Materials. All right. So as you leave, you hear a sort of like a, psst, hey. Uh, hello? Uh, looking in the distance of the noise, you see sticking out of an alleyway a, uh, rather unkempt-looking human female sort of darts her eyes around her house. You were talking to that dragon earlier, weren't you? Yeah, I was. She kind of, like, waves for you to come over. She's like, I'm not trying to yell. Come here. Oh, I I don't want to go over there in that dark alley with you. You come over here. She sort of looks around a little nervous and, like, steps outside the alley, but then, like, waves you over again. Meet me halfway. She comes a little closer, but that's, just like, she's maybe five, ten feet away from the alleyway. She's like, all right, I'll walk, a li- I'll walk a little closer, but I'm not getting right up on her. You try and, she tries to, like, whisper, are you, are you with the coalition? Yes. Then th- come here. Oh, God. All right, I'll walk a little closer. I'll walk over to her. All right. <laughs> she just goes, I, I I, get it. I get it. I don't look like what I am, but I do information for the coalition. So you, you're, you're with one of the groups, right? Yeah, I'm with one of the coalition groups. What, what information do you have? Can we go somewhere private? I'm not trying to say this out loud. It's hard to get. Uh, yeah. Uh, why don't you come back to our room at the, the, uh, what was it called again? The mad, the wild bottom. Yeah. At the wild bottom. We can go up into our, uh, our room, me and my friends, and you can tell all of us. She like looks around and kind of not the biggest fan of that. Clearly. There's also free drinks involved. That doesn't matter to me, but fine. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, come on, man. She goes. Well, one sec. Let me get my let me get my backpack. Oh, okay. Yeah, get your backpack. All right. So she like darts into the alleyway, and you can see uh, a slap of rags hit the ground. Uh, and then out steps a very well dressed woman. Obviously, the same woman, but she was clearly you know wearing a disguise of some kind to look like a ragamuffin. Wow, you clean up nice. I dirty up nice. Keep your hands to yourself, Gnome. 
Hey man, I'm just I was just I do I was just telling you you look nice. Jeez, take a compliment. God. Sorry, sorry, but do you have any idea how difficult it is to get information and for someone like you to not get it's hard to trust. But jeez. Yeah, I mean like I, I don't trust dark alleys. It's just I'm smarter than that. <laughs> like, come on now. Whatever, whatever. You'd be amongst the first in the coalition. So she sort of walks ahead of you towards the, the wild bottom. Hey, wait up. I got tiny legs, and this is this plate's heavier than I thought it would be. <laughs> uh, it's at about this point that Slate, you're walking back into the town center, um, and you see Boomer walking with a tall uh, female human. Just my luck. Of course the gnome gets the ladies. I was fucked up. <laughs> Just clear my throat. I'm sorry. sorry. Hey, man, it's going to come in handy one day. I'm going to seduce like some super boss and it's just going to die. Yeah, of gear crank poison. Well, dab. Or stabbing. Or stabbing. Or getting killed by extraterrestrial beasts. Who knows? It's a potluck. <laughs> what are you doing with this fine lady here? Uh, hey, bud. It's good to see you. You dumb open. Good. Yeah. All right. Let's go to the room. We got. She's got secrets to tell us. Uh, I'm not into orgies. It's not. Uh, she's with the coalition. She interrupts and she goes, "You filth." Yes. Orgies, hey. truly. Do I look like some sort of purchased woman? Ma'am, I don't mean to be offensive, but I'm a mercenary, and I've seen purchased women of all varieties. She, like, takes a step towards you and leans in a little and goes, I'm with the Coalition, you fool. Yeah, she's with the Coalition, you fool. Yeah, well, this fool could have been fooled. You don't look like you're with the Coalition. Oh, what does that look like exactly? Do, do I need a little badge that says works for you guys? It wouldn't hurt. Ugh, she like stamps her foot and leaves you two in the dust as she walks towards the mad bottom, the wild bottom. Come on, man. Jesus, show some show some fucking show some grace, man, and I'm going to run off behind her. Clinking and clanking. Uh Slate'll say like to himself, a mercenary with grace. What are these people thinking? And he'll start walking behind going, our boomer. All right. So yeah, we're we're gonna head to the wild bottom. All right. So going back to the served and probably drank uh, trio that got shown a seat, you three were served a round of ale on the house and uh, brought a platter of cheese and bread. And uh, whatever you guys want, you probably could order. Sweet. Uh, wine and uh, find a card game. All right. How many rounds and how expensive would you like to play? Uh, nothing too expensive. He's not some crazed addict, and uh, just for so long as he's still winning, I don't really care about like if you just want to roll a thing to see how much he loses. That's fine. Right, Darren would definitely out. be joining him in the card games. <laughs> The total transaction ends up with Gaharan up 10 gold and you down 5. Woo! Yeehaw. 
It's not about the destination. About it. It's about the journey. <laughs> so, uh, you doing anything during that time, Valandes? Uh, Valen's watching his friends and doing his best to champ down as much wine as possible. Yep, it's you do it's that. Been a long day. Yeah. Uh, you're feeling proper and proper, feeling good. Yeah. And it's about that time when you guys see your friends come in with a tall human woman. Hey y'all. Hey. What's up with hey, everybody and the women today? Why? I don't know. Hey, let's not talk about when, you know, talk about that. Let's all go up to our room real quick with this nice lady that I met. She, let's just go. Shut up and follow me. And on the way, I'm going to grab the cheese and bread plate and walk up towards the room. Okay. You know, this sounds dirty, right? This, this seems dirty. <laughs> Come on, man. Let's just go. And I'm he's just like, wink. That's, it's not helping. It's not helping, Boomer. All right. Well, Even if she, it's not. Just come on, man. Jesus. I, I mean, I'm coming. I'm just saying. <laughs> anyway, so you guys make it to your room that you bought at some point, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, And inside she goes, good, good, good. This will do just nicely. And you see her sort of like reach into her pocket and talk into her hand for a second. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Perception mm-hmm. check? Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shitty. Uh, uh, I heard 18 and then what? 19. 19? And then what did you get, L? Oh, uh, sure. Uh, can he see her lips? Uh, no. Okay. 23. All right. So both of you hear pretty clearly. She goes, I'm with the other coalition members. They've showed me to their room. And then she says what room it is and what it is. If you come, they look like they want to exchange information. Hmm. Slate doesn't react. Have we been in these rooms before? What do they look like? Are we are talking nicely furnished? Uh, they're simple, really. Simple. Like no no grand furnishings or anything, but there's a, a a dresser with a mirror, and you know enough beds for the lot of you and a table to sit at. Okay. Uh, well then, El will just throw him down in, himself down in the bed and ask her. Uh, so, fine lady, I hear you would like us to lend you a hand. And he doesn't look at Valandess as he say it, says it pointedly. She looks directly at you with piercing eyes. She seems to be studying you for a moment and goes, "Uh, No. No, I don't believe you heard anything such as the matter. None of your allies have said anything about my presence as to what it would be offering since I've seen you at all. But you are correct in your assumption. Forgive the assumption. I didn't mean to offend. Not at all. You're the kindest of your three that I've spoken to so far. Karen would weigh better. Hey, you were in like a dark alley. I I don't know you. You just come on now. It's a dangerous world out there. And I mean, slates just ignore him. It's probably best that way. 
She shakes her head and goes, never mind that. You may know me as Jayla. I am a member of the coalition. As everyone writes her name down. It's Uh a pleasure to meet you, Jayla. I am Boomer. Brad Jim. I have two more of my group coming. We were once as many as you were, but well, there's only three of us now. Garen kind of frowns at that and would make a remark on how it seems like a lot of the coalition groups seem to be having trouble with their missions. It's hard out there, you know. Yeah, it's, it's interesting to me. Everyone else is dropping light flies, yet we're all alive, and we've been fighting the crystals, so... Hmm. Maybe we're just lucky. Well, she leans in and goes, I don't want to say this until my allies were here, but I'll tell you now. It seems as though in there is an interest group of some kind that is attempting to stop what the Coalition's doing. I can't imagine why. We're trying to save the world. Allegedly. Yes. But who are these people? Have they are they the reason why you have so few numbers now? Well we run we ran into them, yeah. It's I can't tell you anything about them. Where all of my ears and eyes lie, the only thing that anyone can come up with is that they always wear these weird necklaces. Something with a metallic black hammer, maybe? I see you've bumped into them as well. Yeah. um, Had some unfortunate circumstance, and he side-eyes Garen a little bit. Garen coughs. Mm -hmm. Anyway, we're familiar. She goes, well, let's, let's, let's wait on sharing information about our conjoined enemy until my cohorts arrive. We should say it only once, if you get my meaning. I trust the wood of these walls, but I don't trust much outside of it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Very well. Uh, I don't mind waiting. Everybody else. She, no, she doesn't... Fine with me. She doesn't have a necklace on, does she? Um, not that you can tell. I mean, she's wearing like a long mantle, but well, while I'm thinking about it, how do you get your orders from the coalition? I haven't received any orders other than in writing <clears throat> since we left the capital. From who? Verify that those are the right orders. Well, I suppose, but uh, my group was sent as a second wave, to be honest, uh, to supplement and reinforce groups such as yourselves, the first wave. So we were sent to Detroit directly from the capital city. We only left the capital maybe two months ago. Hmm. Were, Were there other groups that were in Detroit? Maybe ones that were servicing that crystal i haven't heard such we're on our way there as it stands Uh so were you ambushed by these hammered people yes after we arrived to betwinciarda we well we were ambushed on a, a road we had 
purchased Ferry in a, well, can't be glorious about it. It was a thatch maker's cart. We were going from town to town in the back, bumping along the dirt road, and I heard a crossbow twang. Driver was immediately killed. The horses soon after. We were surrounded by about ten of them, but five to ten is not the worst odds I've ever had been in a fight with, but I'm not a direct fighter. She sort of, like, exposes the daggers along her hips. Because I'm a bit on the subterfuge side of things. Mm-hmm. But I can hold myself, and clearly I did, but... Hmm. Hmm. Well, I'm very sorry to hear about your misfortune. Uh, we made them pay. Good that you did. She seems a little distant for a moment. Goes, yes. Yes, absolutely. And they're all dead. The, of the ten that attacked us, absolutely. I made sure that every throat was slit myself. Mm. And you weren't followed at all. What are you playing at? No. Well, you're one that knows subterfuge. I happen to know a little bit about espionage myself. Yes, I can just tell that. Make sure that. Just want to make sure that we, as our group, don't have the misfortune of being the same fate as yours. I understand that you could think that be a problem, but once you meet my cohorts, you would know that, well, you'll meet Chesto. Chesto would not let us be followed. He knows tracks like the back of his own hand. Valen mouths the word Chesto to the rest of the group. Garen shrugs. I get behind it. Mm. All right. Well, then we wait. We'll wait for your cohorts. Mm. Decide where to go from here. She sort of eyes the bread and cheese and goes, "May may I?" Of course. Our food is your food, Frank. She smiles and goes, "Thank you." And as she sort of digs in, she tells you that the second wave were less catered to in terms of travel expenses and such, as the first wave was. I guess they spent most of it on the first big push. We have had quite a few things afforded to us. Like a dragon ride tomorrow. Yeah. Um, goes and finds his loot that's probably stashed someplace and plays them a jaunty tune while they wait. This seems to set her at ease, and she sort of gets lost in your tune for a moment, and goes, oh, I'm so sorry, and like flicks crumbs of bread from her lips and goes, I, shamefully, I never actually introduced myself. You certainly gave us your name. Haven't we given you ours? How rude of us. Uh, I am L. Garen. Valen. Sweet. She seems to finally be relaxing. Uh, Certainly to Slate and Boomer. This woman came off very uh, off at first. But uh, she seems to have let her guard down to some extent. She seems to be a little more relaxed in her posture. And it's uh, not too long, maybe one or two songs later. Um, you hear 
a barely audible knock at the door. Hmm. Garen puts one hand on his halberd. Blake's going to go answer it. Um, you open the door and standing directly in front of you is a large mastiff with a big wide smile on his face. Mastiff like a dog? Mastiff as, a, as in a dog, yes. Ooh. You and you druids. Yes. <laughs> um, peeking his head out from the threshold is a cheery looking half elf. Uh, and he smiles and goes, Hey, I'm Chesto. This is Ruder. Well, come on in. He smiles and sort of steps on in. Uh, Ruder, the dog, immediately goes underneath the table and rests uh, underneath it. Slate tries to pet the dog. The dog is completely about being pet. (laughs) That is basically what Slate will do until this conversation is over. (laughs) So Chesto comes in. He is immediately branded by your eyes as a ranger of some caliber. He has a longbow across his back, a short sword at his hip, a quiver full of arrows, uh, and is wearing relatively light armor. Um, as lathe and appropriate for his job, that man is. The person behind him is that and then some. A goliath of a man steps in w- with a great mace on his back. Uh, who, like, puts his hand uh, up to his chest and gives a little bow, but very simply says, Hello, I am Murdoch. Garen raises a brow. Seeing another big boy in the room. Yeah, he looks like he's cut from the same cloth of you. Maybe not the exact same textile, but... You you and him immediately lock eyes as the biggest boys in the room and kind of, he gives you like a nod. Garen shoots him a finger gun. He's totally all about Boomer's mannerisms at this point. Um, <laughs> Murdoch turns to close the door and goes, hope this is fine. I don't think anybody's going to argue with you. Fine with us. All right, um, so they all come in, and Chesto sort of seems to stand next to Jayla uh, and goes, so these are the guys, huh? She gives a quick nod. Mm-hmm. Okay, so well. <clears throat> you were, you're wave one, right? So it would seem. Oh, that's that's awesome. We, uh, sorry, uh, he sort of gives like a almost a little overly ornate bow and goes, "I'm Chesto. Uh, I, I'm from the, uh, the, the 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 fine kingdom of Lahasi to the north." Oh, we knew one of those Lahasi. Mm. Nice guy. Of, of, He's gone. Of, of the expedition force? Yes. I miss him every day. That's <laughs> that's awesome. I know nobody. Uh yes. He's not with us anymore. I'm sorry to hear that. That is a great loss and many trees will cry. But 
to even bump shoulders with one of the Expedition Force members is an honor. Uh, uh, a, a dream of mine. Uh, sorry, I shouldn't bore you with myself. Uh, please, uh, how can we help? Uh, well, um, Jayla flagged us down. Um, said that you were being pursued. Might need a little more information on that. Justice shakes his head. Not at all. It would be impossible to chase us. I made sure our tracks were invisible. We didn't even take the roads after our little scuffle along the way. Mm. But you were pursued. You were attacked. Well, we we were ambushed, yes. But after that, not a, not a scratch. Mm-hmm. I have faith in that. Um, describe your attackers. We met a few of the same and we would like to figure out what you know about them. Uh, well, I would, but I don't know about the rest of you guys. Uh, Murdoch sort of steps forward and goes, No thing same about them. War chain, black iron, ended in hammer. Mm-hmm. Strong, couldn't break it myself. Mm. The fact that you touched it at all... Very, very dangerous. Have you kept any of those talismans? Jayla sort of looks to the side and, like, bites into the bread, kind of trying to dodge the question. Uh, Murdoch looks to the ground and Chesto sort of chives up. I see that our... (laughs) It seems that our blade hadn't told you how it was that we lost some of our crew. You see, we were successful quite thoroughly with the battle, but afterwards, when looting the corpses for clues and trinkets, one of our fallen, now fallen, adorned one of those necklaces. Uh, Mm -hmm. Karen coughs. We had a similar situation. Uh, Either you were more numerous before or fortunate. We had to slay him. He was a frothing madman. Fortunate, indeed. Most. <laughs> Scaring awkward cough. Right. <laughs> well, so I trying to help that as friend. So I imagine you've disposed of whatever was left of those amulets, or just gotten rid of them. There's really no disposing of them properly. Murdoch stepped up to, steps up again. Almost seems like he feels that he has to to be recognized as the speaker for some reason. It's a weird it's a weird thing. He goes, "Yes, we buried them 3 feet deep." Mm-hmm. And hopefully at the farthest corner of this world. So, it seems we have a common enemy. Obviously one centered on the coalition. But we haven't seen much of them in quite some time. Now, granted, we've been on the sea and talking to a dragon and killing witches in other dimensions, but that's beyond the point. The point is, what do we know about these things? And is it something that we really need to worry about? Seems isolated. Two groups running into the same opponent? Hmm. It's way too coincidental. Jayla sort of leans forward and sort of points with the piece of bread in her hand and goes, that's what I said. 
they must be hunting us down. There's something to us that makes us stand out. Did uh. did Slate say who killed his group or? Now that you say it, one second. He didn't. I'm wondering if the same group's been dogging all of us. Um, Eden, are you trying to message me for details? Uh, I'm checking my backstory to make sure you didn't give me more details. Un momento. Yes, I will be messaging you for more details because it says I was ambushed and I'm the only survivor. Um, no, I'll just tell you outright if you would, would probably very likely share in the circumstances. Uh, these this, this group's story sounds almost identical to yours. Okay, yeah, I would relay that to the party. Mm. Well, three times make a truth, I suppose. I think... Uh... I think we have a serious problem then. But we may have the advantage. It seems like these scum have only been successful through ambush. At least that's the way they attempted to get to us. And it seems the way that they succeeded with you, although indirectly. So we know about them. Now, they may have some powerful magics, but we have some powerful magics as well. And some strong arms. Maybe set a trap for them. When he says powerful magics, uh, I'm going to like summon the chromatic orb. Okay. And then just like make it disappear. But I want to like flash through all the colors. You know, fire, lightning, thunder, poison. And then just make it disappear. Ruder sort of pokes his head out from under the table. Morph? Oh, hey, dog. You want to see some cool tricks? Pants in dog. dog's face. <laughs> <laughs> well, despite it being kind of a somber note, I think we need to end it for tonight, boys. Uh, yeah, I think so. That's Sorry. fine. I'll play with the dog all week. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we can hang out, and then we'll think about our plan to ambush these evil dudes and take them out. Maybe with the help of a dragon. The th- th- thunder. <laughs> All right, everybody. I hope you enjoyed tonight's session. I know I have. I am and have been and still will be next week. Your dungeon master and host, Kenny. We have had our bard. Uh, that's me, Austin, playing L. Have a good night. Our cleric. Uh, Scott playing Slate, the dwarf cleric. Our artificer. Hey, y'all. It's Dylan playing Boomer. Y'all have a good night. Our warlock. Hey, everybody. It's Jesse playing Valandis. Enjoy your night. And our fighter. Hello, everyone. It's Jeff playing Garen. Have a good night. Bye, everybody. Good night. Bye. Have a good night. See you all. Good night. Bye. You know, I'm trying to do the same outro with the Paradise campaign, and they're not picking up on chiming in with goodbyes at the end. It's really funny. Anyway. Oh. <laughs> you got to say <laughs> goodbye to everybody. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Bye. Bye.